Hey everybody, welcome to For the Record Podcast, episode number 106. This is going up on Thursday, November 9th. Um, If you're in the Bay Area, the Band Together Bay Area show is going to be starting in, well, in just a few hours. Uh, But I am not sure if there are any tickets that are left. I assume if you've heard of it, you're going. Um, Metallica and have partnered up with Dave Matthews Band with um, G-Eazy and a few other really amazing artists to put on a benefit show um, to help raise money for Tipping Point, which is an organization that's raising money for um, helping rebuild uh, homes that were affected by the North Bay Fire that uh, recently occurred at the beginning of um, at the beginning of October. Uh, so, if you can go and you're in the Bay Area, um, chances are you probably bought tickets. If you're still looking and you need to last, you're kind of thinking for somebody to do last minute. Um, I would highly recommend going to this one. This is going to be one that you don't want to miss. So go to Ticketmaster.com to find out all the information you need. Um, Like I said, the show begins in a few hours, so do with that what you will. Today, uh, we have a a ton of new sponsors that are going to be uh, working with upcoming episodes. So I'm really excited to reveal that one of our new sponsors is Warby Parker. Uh, Glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone, and so Warby Parker is here to fix that. you can get a free five-day home try-on to give you the opportunity to check out their glasses. All you need to do is go to warbyparkertrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, warbyparkertrial.com slash shameless promo with affordable pairs of glasses starting as low as $95. This episode is uh, Matthew Schwartz, who is better under the, um, known under the moniker of Pacifico. Um, Back in October, he released a brand new album called Everest. It was a really stunning release. Um, he And it was a, really interesting to talk to him because Pacifico originally formed in 1999. And it's just kind of evolved into this crazy thing that Matthew has taken on over the past few years. It's got a very indie rock feel to it. Um, we talked about some of the songs that he put out, like uh, Go Alone, which was the album's lead single. Um, and this was actually recorded uh, last month, so this uh, it's a little going up a little bit later than I'd hoped it would be. But um, Everest is available now. It's a great 12-track record. Um, I believe he actually has some tour dates that are still coming up this week, including uh, tonight in Rochester, New York at Starry Nights. Uh, since we're on the West Coast, that's probably going on right now. Uh, but November 10th at the Barbary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, November 11th at Gastonia, North Car- at the Cavendish Brewery in Gastonia, North Carolina. November 13th at Cobra in Nashville, Tennessee. And November 16th at Swayze's in Marietta, Georgia. So without further ado, here is episode number 106 of For the Record with Matthew Schwartz of Pacifico. Enjoy.
cool. Yeah, sounds good. Perfect. Okay, cool. I got everything ready to go. Sweet, how you doing today, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm doing. I'm doing not too bad. Um, well, I'm looking forward to talk to you. I listened. Uh, I listened to the full album this morning. They sent it over to me, and it was a really, really nice piece of work, man. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. You. Um, well, I'm am cu- curious to know. I always I I guess when I, whenever I'm interviewing an artist, I try to I guess break down as much of of a release as I can, whether it's the songs itself, whether it's the name, what whatever it is. I guess where what does the title Everest mean um, in regards to any themes or any type of content that was on the album? Because when I, I mean when I hear Everest, I think of Mount Everest. Um, I mean, how did right. that? Yeah, how did I mean? What what does it represent for the album as a whole? Um. Well, uh, originally, um, I, I came up with the album title "Fluorescent Adolescence," and I liked that, and that was going to be the title and. Or at least was the working title for a very long time, and then I found out that there was a uh, a band out of England. I can't remember the name. They're pretty popular. Uh, anyway, but they had a song that was named that, and that was me. Like, well, I don't want to use that. Um, so then I was trying to find something else that that worked, and it really was hard to come up with a title. Uh, when I got the songs finished, and the uh, the guy that does my artwork, uh, Trey Wadsworth, was uh, working on that. He wanted to have a name, and I, I we threw some things back and forth, and I landed on Everest because it was, uh, it, for one, this album itself has kind of been like a mountain to climb, you know, that kind of thing. But also, I'm a huge Beatles fan, and the album um, Abbey Road was almost named Everest. Uh, their, their engineer smoked cigarettes that were called Everest cigarettes, and they were thinking of what they call the album, what to do for the album art and stuff. They actually were thinking about going to the to Mount Everest, uh, standing in front of it and getting their photo taken with Everest in the background, and that was going to be Abbey Road, but then they were all too lazy, and so they decided, well, let's just call Abbey Road and walk outside. So, um... That sounds like, like a very that sounds like a very Beatles thing. Like, just the every bit of that story <laughs> sounds like something the Beatles right. would do. So yeah, so that's that's kind of where it came from. I I, uh, I, I liked the I liked the name, I liked how concise it was. I liked it felt very crisp and clean, and 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 kind of felt I don't know. It just felt to me that it matched the sound of the album, and and uh, and the art uh, art guy loved it, and we just we rolled with it. Nice. Um, well, what the other thing that I read was that it took you three and a half years writing and recording the album with um what i see is a dozen musicians um in a bunch of different studios i mean was that would you say with a process like that would you say that that was something that was more stressful or was that more of an exciting thing having like working with different different people and recording it over that period of time like i guess what was it what were you going through in your head when you were going with all these different musicians and different people and taking three and a half years to do it? Um, well, I, I, for one, um, go now is basically a collective and each, each album we do is going to be for the most part, different people. I mean, this is our third full length record and out of all three of these records, other than myself, there has only been one other person that's been on all three and his name is, uh, CJ from Mask, and he plays lead on all three albums. But other than that, everyone else on the album has been completely different. Um, and 
some reason, uh, for some reason, I enjoy the the patchwork of of of, of this musical quilt. You know, like I I, I enjoy. For one, it's easy to do in pieces. It's cheaper to do that way uh, because if I go and you know book studio time for two or three weeks and pay for it all at once, that that gets pretty pretty expensive. So if I can break it up and say, okay, we're going to do uh, pre-production today or this week or these couple days or whatever, you know, and then uh, then we're going to come in these two days and we're going to do the drums and then we'll come in these couple days and do the guitars and bass, like that kind of thing. For one, it's cheaper on me. The other thing is is because I do a collective. I have to work around other people's schedules. So with this particular album, I wanted to use, um, uh, well, one thing I get to do is work with musicians I always wanted to work with. And this one, I got to work with a guy named Ronnie Martin who uh, does analog sense. That's all he does is analog sense. And um, he has a huge, amazing collection. Uh, I used to listen to his albums. Uh, he's in a band called Joy Electric. I always liked him. We've always talked about working together. Nice. So when wanting to work with him, he lives in Ohio. And we talked about the best way to do it. And he said that for him, it would be easiest and best if I just sent him um, the songs to a quick track. He recorded his parts and then sent them back to me. So, I mean, that's one studio right there. And then um, and then from there, basically, with scheduling. Uh, my drummer, my bass player, and myself well, were able to meet together at a studio here in Louisiana. And we recorded that uh, live. And then my lead guitar player, he lives in Orlando. And it worked out that it would be cheaper for me to go there and record with him there. So I went there for a weekend, and the bass player, Ben, was able to come too. And so the three of us were there, and we did guitars, and then um, by, a little bit more than half the vocals. And then um, and I just finished everything else here. Uh, one of, like my drummer couldn't go to, to, to Florida, but he does sing very, very well. So we did some of his vocals here and you know, flash, flash it out. A lot of it mostly is about trying to, uh, you know, coordinate with everyone's time and schedule and to keep the, uh, the prices as little as possible so I don't have to chunk out, you know, such a large sum one time. But I don't know. I'm crazy. I think I enjoy <laughs> this patchwork kind of thing. It's more fun for me to at the end. I think it's more rewarding for me. Like, I made it work. You know? Yeah, exactly. Than... Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah. like it's like solving a puzzle essentially. It's like looking and you have all these different pieces and then or like you just said patchwork, like a quilt. You're putting it all together and then when you step back you can go like crap, I did it. This is awesome and it's all there right in front of your eyes. Yeah. And I really do enjoy including as many people as I can in the process and yeah. and making it a group effort. I mean, I never wanted to be a solo artist. I, I don't want to be one. I, I like being part of something and I like the fact that I can include my friends and, and, and uh, musicians I look up to and and give them kind of a little bit of excitement by letting them do what they want to do and and the more the merrier for the most part. Definitely. I mean, what is it, like, you'll, you, what I think is also so interesting about you, at least in the bio stuff that I received about um, Pacifico and the research, is that you guys originally formed in 1999 what uh, you'll see a lot of people who will start a project and then i mean we're very much in a culture where it's start and stop start and stop like you won't see people Mm -hmm. really necessarily stick with something i mean what is it that has driven you i guess as an artist personally to keep pacifico going after uh, since i mean since 
the 90s essentially like i mean what is it that has made you want to keep going with it rather than just starting a new project or starting a different idea with a under a new name or whatever people right. generally do um yeah i mean something that started as your your typical rock band it was me and a drummer and a bass player a three-piece and then we had a guitar player then we had another guitar player and then we were a five-piece and then <clears throat> and then uh we were you know, showcasing the labels and touring and, and, you know, trying to do the thing. And, and it got to a point where the guys in the band pretty much all at one meeting unanimously were like, we got to quit. And then the next one would be like, I got to quit, you know, that kind of thing. And, and uh, it was all due to responsibilities and getting older. A couple guys want to get married. A couple guys had, you know, financial responsibilities and just like, you know, kind of fell apart. And at that point, I actually thought, entertained and I had definitely had some good friends suggest that I should try a different name. Um, honestly, at that point, the reason I didn't try to rebrand it was for a couple of reasons. I mean, for one, I was always a sole songwriter. Um, so like the music would stay the same. So there's that too. I I'm, I'm a poor musician and <laughs> if I've already got merchandise and I've already got a website and I've got, you know, this and that and the other, then I'm like, why would I start all over? I've already got some, you know, people already know the name and stuff. So I'm like, that was kind of what drove me there to keep the name. And then after I've changed the format and it kind of came this collective thing, at that point, I, I, I really didn't see a point in, uh, in changing it. I mean, now I could do something and it not be called Pacifico, but it really would be the same thing because I would work it the same way I'm working Pacifico now. So it really... I don't know. I feel like if you're going to have a new project, it definitely needs to be something that is distinctively different from what was happening before. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was the next question I was going to ask? Oh, it was about uh, the next question I was going to ask you was about go alone. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm always curious to know, like, what draws a band to pick. A, any particular song as their lead single because it's kind of like the it's the first impression that everyone's going to see. What was it that drew you to uh, bring uh, "Go Alone" to the forefront as the lead single for Everest? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I um I guess with that song in particular, I, I felt like for one that was the first song that once we wrote the album so that was the first song that the band started playing live it was the first one they connected to you know and decided hey let's play this song kind of thing um it was out of the one that we had played live before uh, the album was finished and 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 stuff um it was the one that got the best response and i think after it was recorded and done i felt like it was a good combination of the sound where we were and the sound where we're going you know a good kind of like I don't know, with a transitional kind of song, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, there's not really any reason. Um, the, the second single, Beautiful, comes out tomorrow, and I, I don't even know why we picked that. I feel like I picked that because um, I had a couple people that I trust to be like, dude, use this song. It's it's great. It's great. You know, and I'm just like, okay, because I honestly wasn't leaning towards that. I was leaning towards something else. But, you know, you, you never know. You kind of... I, I, I will never ever claim to know the answer or know what's the best. I'm not a, I don't own a label. I mean, I self believe myself, but I'm, I'm not a, you know, I would never say, Oh, this is the single. I know it, you know, and face my, it just, 
you get I get these gut feelings and I go, okay, let's do that. Yeah. Well, it's it's harder sometimes. Yeah, it's harder sometimes when you're in it and you've been working with the songs for so long because you're so trained to. It's just it's at that point having when you've been playing it so much or you've heard it so much in the studio, it's it's like second nature to you. You don't hear necessarily what sticks out as what would be a single, whereas you give it to someone who's never heard the music before and they'll be able to say, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, honestly, that's I think that the best thing anyone can do is trust, you know, even if you don't know someone, like at least listen to what people have to say and give them some element of trust in, in their opinions. Yeah. For sure. Um, in your opinion, um, how would you say your guys's? How would you say that your the sound of Pacifico has evolved since you guys have started? Has it? Would you say that it's evolved a lot, or in just in little ways? I, I guess. What is the? How much or how little has it changed up? Um, from a songwriter's I, I mean, perspective. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just to say from a songwriter's perspective. Okay. Yeah. The um. I mean, I think that I think that a good songwriter, a good musician, should always have like the least thread of a similarity between the beginning of their career and, and their current or end of their career. Um, and I would say that I, I believe that we we I have that. You know, um, I, I believe that you can listen to the first songs we ever released and um, on our uh, EP to, to what is about to come out and, and see some similarities. Um, but it, it definitely is much different too. I mean, uh, first album came out, I think, you know, we were really big into things like Everclear and, and Weezer and, and Food Fighters, their first couple albums, you know, stuff like that. And, um, and you can, you can sense that kind of stuff a lot more on that. And, and since then we've evolved, I, I personally would love to, have a career similar to like Elvis Costello or, or like Beck or something where, you know, every album is, is could be completely different um, than the last. And yet it's, it's still them, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, this particular album is, is, um, well, I've been, I, I guess the, the answer I tell people is that it's 80 cent pop beats, nineties garage rock. And I, I, um, it's definitely more dancey than anything I've ever done before. And, and it's, uh, songwriting wise, I, I tried to, to do things I've never done before, like, uh, do some, I tried my, my hand at some linear writing and I tried my hand at, uh, trying to do where the first verse only happens once, the second verse is completely different. And, you know, or like the chorus only happens twice in the song and that's it, you know, like some, some different kind of things and such. And, uh, including the sense of never, uh, I don't say never. Uh, there was an album where we had like one or two songs that had sense, but this is the first time I actually had it as a focal point in the album, and um, it's the first time I ever recorded something with real drums and um, a drum machine. And so, like, uh, first time I, I actually did lyrics with a, uh, po- a, a poet, uh, a published poet, and, and, and lyricist. I mean, I, I had written with guys that are in band with me, but that never, you know, with somebody outside that does that for a living and such. And, and I really feel like all those elements definitely change it, but I do see that it could be, uh, I feel like I still see that thread that connects it to the very first stuff. Definitely. Um, given the, some of the things that you were talking about with like house, the verse you would try like linear songwriting and then 
trying songs where the verses were different and it like it was a little bit more experimental were there any tracks on everest that maybe showcased a different kind of songwriting and were they were they more challenging for you or what or was it just more of a uh like i guess i guess more of just like a hey let's just do this and see what comes out um it definitely is the most challenging ever written for sure and uh there's lots of times where i I would have a piece of a song and it was just that piece for the longest time and that's it um the 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 most um rewarding song on the album for me is the track called the shadow of you um i uh that would be, I guess, my, my linear song or whatever. I, it's got like seven parts and something like 15 chords or something like that in it. Something ridiculous. But I wanted to make sure that the song was still catchy. So like, still could be possibly on the radio and, and you know, people that don't know any about music still enjoy it. But uh, I, I don't know, it was, it was tough. The first time I brought that to the, to the guys I was playing with and I was like, hey, what do you think of this new song? Unanimously was like, what is what? what? How is that going to work? You know, and even when we were doing pre-production, it still was like, I don't know how we're going to make this work. And it really honestly wasn't until I started getting the mixes back that I was actually, you know, myself like, oh my gosh, this is going to work. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that was the most difficult. I mean, there's, there's lots of, um, uh, like the last song in the album, The Loneliest Man in the World, that song is, is just a, two verses and then the chorus is really brief at the end. And that's it, you know? Um, and then there's there's a, a song called Stuffy where it's, uh, it's got verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then it just goes to this other place and goes there and never comes back, you know? That kind of thing. Um, like I said, there's several songs where it's got the uh, one verse and then the second verse is completely different. Either yeah. sometimes like we go go alone, it's the same chords, but it's a different melody. And then other songs, it's com- completely different melody and completely different chords. So. For sure. Um, we'll, we'll wrap this up. We're getting towards the end of the uh, epi- towards the end of the episode. But um, the I asked these last two questions, or at least a variation of them, to every artist that I talk with, just because it's kind of a nice way to wrap things up. Um, but the the first question is, what do you hope fans take away after listening to Everest? Whether they're a new fan and someone who's never heard of you before, or someone who's been listening for years. Um. Well, I honestly, I just, I, I think that I just want to connect with people. I, I just want somebody to, whether it's lyrically or musically, for them to, to, just earnestly connect with it. You know, um, whether it connects with them because they're going through something um, similar in their own per- personal life, or whether they're just somewhere and they're able to tap their toe or dance or, or you know, just feel, you know, that music while they drive. Like that's, that's all I can ask as a, as a songwriter. For sure. And, uh, what does music mean to you? This is a rather broad and bigger question. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Music. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I, uh, it's, a, it's funny to say that I, I don't remember the quote. I, you know, Tom Petty just passed and some people have been posting quotes by him and he said something about, music being magic and uh that actually really really kind of struck me because that's how i felt about it my entire life like you can't explain 
those moments where you do connect with a song. A lot of times you can't explain why you connect to that song. You know, it, it came on and in that moment you got chills or, or, or you're just like immediately, no matter what you're doing, oh my God, who is that? Well, I got to find out who that is. You yeah. know, what, what is this? Like, I don't know. To me, I would agree. I, I think that it's magic. I think it's beautiful. I think that it's, it connects every one of us in some way. Um, I, I've been at shows where I see someone perform and I don't care for the music at all, but they're putting their heart into it. And, and you just, you can see that that even if that's all it's for, that that's beautiful, you know? Absolutely. It's a, it's just, it's an appreciation for the art and the fact that someone is just, they're showcasing themselves and, and bearing their souls essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, last thing is, uh, where can people find you online and where can they go pick up Everest? Um, on the, I believe it says it comes out October 20th, if I'm correct. That is correct. Cool. Out October 20th. Um, uh, our website is pacificorock.com uh, and, um, the album itself, if you're looking for digital, it's on every digital platform from, you know, Google play to iTunes to Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it also is streaming places. Um, but of course, you know, I just rather you purchase it. Um, if you want the actual vinyl, uh, you can get that on our website, uh, which will link you to our band camp, which is pacifico.bandcamp.com. Um, and, uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, hey man, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. I'm really looking forward for everyone getting to hear the album when it comes out. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. And I, I too can't wait to repeat that. Can't wait to see what people think. Awesome. No, I'm excited too. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, I'll um, have this uh, sent over to you when it's ready to go live and we'll go from there. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, man. Have a great day. You too.